You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We are at season 13, episode 36. I'm John and tonight joined by regulars Dave. How are you doing? Sorry, George. Uh, all good here, thanks. I uh, hope you're good likewise. Aye, aye. Very good. Uh, also, as well, joining us, we have Erin. You all right? I'm good, thank you. Good, good to hear it. And the January transfer window might have slammed shut a couple of weeks ago, but we have snapped up a couple of fantastic free agents. To be honest, they've had a few trial appearances for us in the past, so the decision was easy to recruit. So first of all, we have Hibs fan Charlie. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Aye, delighted to be here on a permanent basis. Aye, exactly. We've had a bit of diversity. We've been missing a bit of the old salt and sauce from the East um, for a good while, to be honest. So we used to have Laurie, obviously, on the other side. So we've now got Hibs. So be prepared. <laughs> and someone who is more regular previously than some of the regulars this season, uh, and probably actually, I can say that for Charlie as well. She's been on a good few times. We have Laurie, Kilmarnock fan. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, John. Thank you. And it's great to, you know, get the deal over the line. And I'm surprised uh, Fabrizio Romano didn't catch on. <laughs> I know. I was quite surprised, to be honest. Um, I think it's because it was outside the transfer window. You, you missed the moral, but done deal. Done deal. We can confirm. Um, and you will be the first official regular from uh, an airsoft team. Well, I say an airsoft team. An airsoft senior team. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I've got my, my Talbot um, leadings. So, uh, aye, good to have you both on board. We've got a busy show tonight, so we're going to reflect a wee bit on the Nations League draw that took place on Thursday. Uh, obviously, the Scottish Cup fourth round took place at the weekend, which, nicely enough, everyone here, we can all say we're through. We're in the hat. We're in the draw. We're through. Um, we will also um, discuss the bots office appointment of Neil Warnock at Aberdeen um, and what the thoughts are from David Eden from an Aberdeen point of view and also as well what the, the neutrals think. And yeah, we'll finish off with the Dawn's draft this week. So we've done a draft a couple of times. Laurie, you took part in the first one with Kilmarnock with Martin. We had a Scotland one last week, so it's Aberdeen tonight. And I believe David Ennard has done a wee bit of preparation, so we'll be interested to see how they end up. And there'll be a wee feature as well. It's Valentine's Day and Wednesday. There's football on. So we shall ask everybody what's the one thing in particular that they love most about a club. Okay, so let's kick off with the Nations League draw that took place on Thursday. Um, so Croatia, Portugal, Poland... What's our thoughts on it? I'll start with one of the new guys. So, Charlie, I'll start with you first of all. Well, I was hoping for England in our group, but looks like they didn't make it. So, I think that's probably a good a good draw for us, to be honest with you. I think it's, uh, from an away days perspective as well, some good countries to go and visit uh, for Scotland fans that haven't done them before or have done them. But I, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out how we'll do. It's obviously a step up from the last Nations League group, you know, Division A now rather than B, so I am quite happy with that. I think it's probably one of the better draws we could have got. Aye, and the good thing is we couldn't draw England because they're in Group B. They're not in A anymore, so 
Um, if we look at the fixtures, first of all, so we have Scotland v Poland and Portugal v Scotland. That's first double header in September. Second double header is Croatia away, then Portugal at home, and then it wraps up with Croatia at home and Poland away. Personally, I was gutted because I've got a week booked in Portugal. Um, so I was hoping for Portugal in the draw, uh, the October holidays, and we got them. But unfortunately, it's at Hamden while I'll be in Porto. So it's not quite worked out very well. I was looking forward to seeing Ronaldo. Probably, yeah, I think I'm going to end up going through a whole career that has spanned 20-odd years without seeing him in the live. But you never know. He'll probably continue till he's about 50, won't he? You said he wants to do another World Cup, is he not? Aye. I mean, I don't see why not. Like, he... Aye. He probably will, won't he? Um, Laurie, what do you think of the draw? Yeah, I mean, quite similar to uh, Charlie. I kind of feel like it's kind of maybe the best because we've got, considering we're in uh, League A. I mean, it's it's great to be in League A, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be the pessimist here, but I'm kind of scared that it might give us a bit of a... I don't want to call it a reality check because we've done rather well over the last kind of 18 months, two years-ish. But I, I feel like it will be, you know, we'll have some tough nights, but I'm sure we'll have some memorable nights as well. And I mean, the way the fixtures have fell maybe isn't ideal, especially for yourself, Joe, and having, you know, the, the fixture almost reverse on you, which is a shame. I mean, I it's much rather you got to see, you know, see us living in the flesh. I mean, was there not not that I was there and not that very many people were, but was there not a friendly against Portugal at Hamden that was incredibly low kind of had an incredibly low attendance? I mean, you could probably fit it into Rugby Park. So, I mean, yeah. Aye. Um, Dave, in terms of yourself, Scotland have earned the right to play at this level. They're playing against these teams. So we're in with a chance, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, I think the only disappointment to elaborate on what the others have said is the fact that there's no Saturday games as far as Scotland's concerned. There's Thursday, Tuesday and Friday, respectively. So that's disappointing in terms of uh, we have to go and employees our employers now to go and get time off work. But uh, um, yeah, Poland, to start things off, it's a very good uh, fixture from a Scotland perspective. Opportunity to hit the momentum straight away and get a big result. Portugal the 8th of September. Uh, we've seen it, John, how sides can go to places such as Portugal and get big results. Portugal are by no means superior. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Obviously, we played Croatia away on the 12th of October. I think that's going to be a good barometer to see where we're at because Croatia's probably very similar uh, to maybe your Spain's right now in terms of the quality in the park, in terms of the calibre of player they have. Um, Modric, he'll probably, I can't see him returning just yet by the time that picture comes along. So obviously we'll have a, a, a bit of quality in the midfield from, from their perspective. Portugal on the 15th at Hamden, unfortunately for you, John. Um, Croatia and Poland to round things off. But I think Scotland can give, get a good, give it a good fist up. So. Okay, and Aaron, it's nice for all these teams to get the chance to pl uh, play the Euro 2034 winners, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be special for them. They might get to see the trophy and maybe show it off before the games. It'd be lovely for them. Yeah, draw was fine, I thought. Like, it is what it is. Um, we had a chat about who was fine, I think. We had when we played Croatia in the Euros, didn't we? Um, yes. Poland. 
fine. Portugal, fine. Nice to see Ronaldo, actually. I've seen Messi, but not Ronaldo. Yeah. Um I feel bad for doing this, right? But I need to criticise the SFA a wee bit because we've spoken about the price and been pretty good in the last campaign. Um my personal preference is to sit in the north stand. So we've got three competitive matches, two friendlies, and they are charging 175 quid, which I think is quite steep based on there being two friendlies in there. But the thing is as well, if people are wanting to buy a game, just a one-off game, so if they want to go and see Scotland Northern Ireland, they'll pay the same price as what they will if they pay to see Scotland Portugal. Well, I think they could have done a wee bit to kind of reward the fans that have been going. Um, and also as well, you wonder whether for the friendlies, whether they'll get a, a full house, especially the game just before the Euros when we play Finland. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see something a wee bit better there. But I suppose it's still reasonable when you consider sometimes what people are paying for cup semi-finals. I mean, Aaron, what would be it? Uh, about 44 quid or something like that for a semi-final. No, for the final. I think it was about 44 quid. I want to say like 39-ish and then there was ones up to like 44. Pricing's getting absolutely insane. Um, so, pretty crazy, but I suppose they're trying thinking, right, we're doing well. We're selling out Hamden most of the time. Let's let's try again and bump the prices up for, for things. But we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Um, but aye, overall, we're pleased with the draw. Right, good. Okay. We shall move on. Scottish Cup. As I said at the start, everyone is through. Um, started the weekend, Friday, Morton, who are absolutely flying just now in the Championship, but Motherwell, 2-1. Did any of you see the game on Friday? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I um, I tuned in to the, to the second half. Didn't, didn't catch the first half, but we saw the... Um, we saw some of Liam Kelly's uh, goalkeeping, which might even bring us to a wider point about Scotland again. Should should he actually, you know, be in the squad for for Germany? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would I would be tempted to put in, uh, you know, forty plus, you know, Craig Gordon into the squad. It's not not saying he'll play or Kelly would play, but Liam Kelly had a tough night. That's maybe the plate we're putting it. I, I don't think Liam Kelly is a, a private concern as far as Scotland are concerned. I mean, I, I know Liam Kelly has been underwhelming for the whole this season, but in terms of who's going to be Scotland the more at the Euros, provided he doesn't have an injury or doesn't have a capitulation form for both club and country, it probably is going to be Angus Gunn. He's been very, very good in the lead-up to this tournament. He's had a really good... He's been very sustainable between the sticks. He's... Probably gave us that bit of stability we required on a defensive front. Um, he's our trusted figure in the goalkeeping department. So I think in terms of Angus Gunn, I think unless there's anything that goes completely untoward on his part, it's only going to be natural and inevitable that he's going to start most of our games, if not all of them. Yeah, that's the, been true. The only dilemma, though, that we have is... The situation at Hearts, right? So Craig Gordon obviously played um, in the cup tie at the weekend. Xander Clark's been number one because Gordon's been out. Would Clark take both the Hearts keepers or would he prefer to have team keepers going that are all playing? Mm. I, know you're going play, I know you can only play one, but what's your, what's your thoughts? Take Angus Gunn, take Craig Gordon. Um, goalkeeping on Friday night, has he been having lessons off of... Kelly Roos, I was flapping about. I didn't like that at all. Uh, Xander Clark, 
Mm, well, we could just have, we could just have two. That's allowed. Just have two and have an extra man out. Um, I'd be interested to see how it pans out at Hearts. Is Craig Gordon going to get the jersey back on a permanent basis, or is it just the fact that it was a cup? I think he's back in. Signed another year, is he not? I think, I, think he's back. He may have. I think he may have. Yeah, I think he's back in. I think he's back in. Right, okay. Which is a good thing. Good dilemma to have. If you've got Angus gone and, for example, something happens, you want that experience that Craig Gordon gives you. So, I no real surprise on Friday, was it, that Morton beat Motherwell? I don't think. No. No, no. Uh, I see I I Morton last week against Dunfermline. Uh, he's the park I was covering the game and uh, Morton absolutely whitewashed and found and I know that sounds a, a big word to say but they absolutely whitewashed and found I watched the start of the beat run at the current on it I've no in December as well and they were absolutely great that day in terms of showing the level of results but that Saturday in question they they were absolutely on the front foot and I know the Morton chairman quite well uh, because I'm good friends with his son uh, so I was actually with Shatley Morton chairman last Sunday morning and I was like you could have took the PISS at East End Park last Saturday if you wanted to. You won the five game, game five nil, and you could have won, but even more if you wanted to, even more ruthless if you wanted to. So, Martin had their bad period uh, when obviously the, the injuries. Dara Corner was excellent last Saturday in that game in question. Once again, had another great performance on Friday. George Oakley and Robbie Muirhead are performing a really good. Partnership up front, and there's a lot to like about Morton both on and off the punch. Now, they've taken Dale Primate Dodd as a CEO, and he's doing some great work. He's only been in the door for a couple of months at the club, and they're, they're getting a lot more numbers through the doors at Capillo. And John's came in as chairman, John Laird, and John's put in there. Was no Morton are a really good place, and that was open Friday, didn't surprise me. Uh, that's for sure. Morty, you like to refer to Morton nowadays as Kelly Reserves. Um... Yes, I mean, I, I, I admit to that. I, I very much do. It's almost like if you're watching that, you know, Kelly team of the 80s with the with the hoops as well, as opposed to stripes. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's quite a few, you know, you know, Kelly players in there. And of course, Robin Muirhead, who Dave did mention, of course, Kelly Academy product, who's, who almost Kelly fans feels like one that got away, you know, a player that, you know, went down south too soon, he obviously left Kelly and the United eventually ended up at MK Dons. I, I won't say that was under Robbie Nielsen and, you know, has has ended up, you know, struggling for a few years and then finding his level in the championship. Good to see him do well, but he's just one of those ones of what if he stayed at Kelly for that little bit longer? Aye. I mean, next week we've got the championship special, so I'm sure our good friend Robert the Morton fan will be delighted. Um, Charlie, we'll move on to Saturday. At the moment, the cup is a welcome distraction for Hibs, isn't it? You could say that. However, I think I was a bit more confident after the Celtic game that we would have done all right. If you'd asked me last Tuesday, I thought we would have got beat on Saturday. But I, it was a welcome distraction. League form's not been great, but the cup's always good to put that to one side for 90 minutes, maybe 120, and just hopefully get through. So I, it was a welcome distraction going into it. You're right. Um, what's your thoughts on the new signings so far? How are they looking? Um, Malida looks the part. I think you know you didn't go for nine million and not be a rubbish player. So I uh, scored two goals since he's came in. Uh, two important goals as well. So 
he looks good. The boy Marcondes looks good as well. There, I, I don't know what position he plays. Support striker, attacking mid. He was playing centre mid on Saturday, so it's one of he's I he's a bit all over the place. Um, the boy Amos has only started one game, and um, my wee brother was up in him and he looked really good. So happy with him. The boy Mariah Welsh as well. Happy with him. And then the rest of them, Triantis looks a bit of a bomb scare at the back. Um, it was him that conceded the penalty, the first penalty on Wednesday night against Celtic. And I uh, just can't head on a ball, can't trap a ball. So I'm a bit nervous with him and Will Fisher at the back. But and otherwise, like I've, I've not seen enough of my end. He's played off the bench, although started on Saturday, but I haven't seen anything. And um, we signed Owen Bevan as well, but we signed him injured. So I don't know if I'll we'll ever see him play for Hibs, but. I think the recruitment was a bit better than it had been in previous windows. So, reason for optimism, and hopefully, Monty can I get a good string of results together and get us back to Hamden. Hopefully, aye, right, you got a wee bonus as well. Chris Carden returning from injury as well. That was massive. I he's been out since the end of last season, so I think that solidifies our right back. Got four decent options there now. So, I hopefully Carden can. Get a start again soon. Right, okay. What do you think, Inverness? Were they any good? Um, statistically, and from what I've seen on the highlights, they offered very well. Other than their goal, which was an absolute beauty, um, I think it. I I think it was a better performance from us against a lower league opposition than the previous round against Forfar. So, I. But from what I've heard from Hibs fans, they didn't offer much other than their goal. Right, okay. Um, Laurie. Rugby Park, Kilmarnock, Cove Rangers, Derek McKenna's 100 came in charge. Yep, I mean, it feels like, you know, like, it's, I think um, Derek McKenna's was the, has been the first manager to reach that milestone since I think it was Jim Jeffries, actually. Because we tend to obviously chuck our managers pretty quickly. But I mean, as for the game itself, um, 2 0, comfortable enough, I suppose. But I mean, we weren't. Great, particularly in the first half, it took us right up until the uh, you know struggle fast time to to get in front through uh, through Marley Watkins with what was I think was his ninth goal of the season, and I know uh, we've spoken about him a few times on here. He he has been a great signing for Kelly, I must say. John and Aaron, well done to you for calling that one early. I know a lot of Kelly fans, myself included, were a little bit a little bit pessimistic when he signed, but he's he's done his job, and then. Just well, what was it? 81st minute, Danny Armstrong coming off the bench to to grab a second for Kelly, but but Cove did Cove did rather well. You know, Paul Hartley can can hold his head high how his team fared against top flight opposition. I mean, Roman Morel probably wanted to get a goal against Kelly, having barely featured for us in the championship season a few years ago. But but you know what? What we're through in the cup, and I kind of feel like. Kelly can get themselves to Hamden. I mean, we'll get into the draw in a wee in a wee bit. But I mean, certain people in this podcast will probably have a different view there as to as to whether Kelly can get to Hamden, but I'm sure we'll get there shortly. Um last time we were on in terms of the January transfer window, we agreed that Kelly had probably had the best window. But that was even before the signing of Kevin Van Veen. How's he looking so far? Obviously, not maybe played much football in Holland as much as he would like to. Yeah, I would say that actually looks not too bad considering. So as you rightfully point out, John, until he until he arrived in Ayrshire, he last played in November. But the but from what we've 
seeing him so far. I mean, off the, off the bench at Murrowell, we didn't really have time to do anything. But against um, against Livingston last midweek, I had his part playing the goal. And then even, you know, when he started um, on Saturday there, he, he are starting to see, you know, the quality of him. And one thing that you do notice, not even just finishing and scoring goals, he's not always a kind of a killer yet. It's actually his kind of link-up play, etc. And against um, against Livingston um, last midweek, he and Fraser Murray, of all people, linked up rather well. Fraser Murray is someone who's very much been on the periphery of the the commandant squad, but it just shows what a good experienced player can do because he was like, he was like kind of pointing to, you know, for Fraser, for telling him where to be, etc. So having a good experienced guy like that in the squad can only be helpful. And in terms of attacking options, it feels like we're pretty stacked at the moment. Definitely are. Like I know as well, McKinnis at Aberdeen, he likes having those 15, 16 players that he could rely on. So you've now got a wee bit of depth there. You can kind of change things about as well, depending on who you're playing. So uh, it's, it's going good for Kelly. Um, Aberdeen, Bonnie Rig Rose, I mean, it was never going to be a shock at home, but what was the thoughts on the performance, Erin, on Saturday? Um, mm. uh, fine. It was fine. It was all absolutely fine. Saving ourselves the next round. Uh, it was... Second half was absolutely terrible, but we're through, done, 2-0, no dramas. Clean sheet for our new keeper, fine. Boyan, outstanding. So that's it. That's the basic assessment there, right? Okay, that's nice and nice and quick. Um, Dave, you had a real Saturday off getting to watch Aberdeen as opposed to your doing the rounds of the the other clubs in the north. What were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, goodbye. Performance, good result. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say excellent there. I found that done professional performance at the extreme, that's all that mattered. And the funny thing was, I don't know if anyone agrees, but to, the funny thing was is that I was uh, being a bit of a posh twat on Saturday, so I was sitting in the main stand just for qualification and uh, going up 2 0 up uh, through Bioska's two goals. And I was saying to myself, we haven't been excellent, we haven't been um, three four, but still 2 0 up. And, and, I think a part of that uh, was probably down to the fact that we were a lot more open, a lot more on the front foot than we were under uh, our previous manager, which was always going to be natural. So, no, um, happy all round and uh, a good time. Wise and prospect against the Warriors mob in, in, in the extreme. But um, if I can, John, I, I full praise to Bonnie Rigg for the way they played. Also, mm-hmm. 900 or so Bonnie Rigg fans and absolutely great turnout as far as I'm Good. Um, I mean, I think, to be honest, I've changed your life here because since you and me met up in Dundee at the Wine Press, a wee fancy establishment, now you're in the posh seats at Petaudry. Where next for Dave? What is the next posh? I mean, you'll be maybe invited to the next royal wedding or something like that. Ah, we'll see. Maybe maybe it's something in Germany. We'll see. We'll see. Right, okay, right. No worries. Right, okay. So, I. All our teams in the heart. The draw took place on Sunday after Airdrie versus Hearts. Hearts, it was a potential banana skin for them, but they dealt with it very, very well. Um, Shankland, again, very impressive. Laurie, you touched on the fact that the goalkeeper situation, Shankland, week by week, is definitely saying, look, I don't want to just be in that, on that plane. I want to be in the first eleven. 
Um, Charlie, I'll come to you first of all, right? Because obviously you're in the other, the other side. But would it be daft for Clark not to have him? Well, first of all, in the squad, surely he's going to make the squad. Ah, he'll he'll make the squad. No questions about it. I think you've got to look at his goal record. I think that's fifty-two goals for Hearts now. Fifty-three, maybe. I know it's close to fifty because yeah, he got fifty last week. So. I don't know how many he scored yesterday, but um, aye, his goal record. I think he's the top Scottish goal scorer this year out of the five or six. He more, aye, he scored more than all the other strikers combined and some. Aye. So he'd be Clark could Clark will, Clark will take him, but it's whether or not he fancies him to start. But I think for any, if we're going to progress out of the groups, I think he's going to need to start him. Yeah, I mean certainly we better watch up chat. There's been some. For a while, he needs to start one of the friendlies in March, surely. I think he needs to start. I think he needs to start both, really. Um, it's the thing that I think we see as well, week by week, is it's this all in game. He's not just a striker, he's not just a goal scorer. He can create, he can run the lines, he's clever as well. So, Laurie, what's your thoughts on Shankland? Basically, that you know, as you mentioned with the goalkeeping situation, having a bit of a debate, I kind of feel that with Shankman, there's there's no debate, and in my mind, Shankman starts, and you know, that's it. And and I mean, I'm someone who will quite often, you know, stick up for the likes of Lyndon Dykes, and even to a lesser extent, Shea Adams, but Shankman's got to start because you know we're going to come up against, and this applies in the nation league as well. We're going to come up against you know teams that you know are. That, that many of you will perceive as, you know, better than us. And let's face it, chances are going to be at a premium. So why would we why would we leave out someone who appears to be by far and away our best finisher and best goal scorer? Yeah. I mean he plays with the jam tarts, but Dave, could he be the cherry on the cake of the Scotland team? Aaron, what do you think? Well, I actually was going to ask a question that I'd prepared. Um, you prepared. You could answer the question and then ask the question. Well, my question is, because I think this is relevant, okay. is Boyan better than Shankland? But that's not a question. Like, like, we can come on to that, right? But for uh, Scotland, have you, right? Scotland. Um, Shankland will be good, obviously, yes. Does everyone else keep a look at the weekend and like see who's been playing and who's been playing well? So I'll sometimes have a look, especially if it's like Lewis Ferguson and stuff. I look at him all the time. We've got a lot of good players at the moment. I'm not sure who... I think it's going to be a difficult one for the, the plane. Right. Okay. Dave? Is that a score of three, George, just to qualify? What was that, sorry? Is that a score of 23 just to qualify? But we don't know yet, but in terms of like even from a point of view of I mean, should he be playing? Should he be starting when you look at the goals? Absolutely. Um, I would say the current form, yes. And uh, I'm going to elaborate on Ern's question and debate regarding Miosky or Shankland. Miosky is much younger. Uh, he's scoring goals and a mediocre Aberdeen side at this minute in time. Uh, Shankland's doing tremendously well, but let's be honest, he's got good support around him. So. We all skew over Shanklin, but that's another story and another debate for another day. 
Right, okay. Seeing as Aaron's asked the question, whilst the neutrals, Laurie, who would you I mean, be having in your team? It would be obviously in Shankland. Um, well, for, for, for me, it probably has to be Bojan, because why, why would they voluntarily put an ex-United player in? Um, but but as for who, you know, who's better, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, I would quite often say Shankland if I'm just not thinking about it. But, like, as, as Dave quite rightly pointed out there, uh, Bojan's got age on his side and, well, it's, it's scoring goals quite regularly and what you could consider as quite a, quite a poor Aberdeen side. You know, I'm trying to not be too harsh on you guys and I'm very much outnumbered when it comes to who supports the Dons and who doesn't. But um, it's maybe Bojan overall, but uh, who knows? It's a tough one. It's almost almost like a toss of a coin at this point in Scottish football. Oh, I'll, I'll be nice. I'll give it to Bojan. Let's not sit on the fence. Uh, I think Shankland is very, very good. You know, know we are bread Laurie, now that you're with the team. You know, I. But just now. Shankland is very good. Um, and is scoring a lot of goals. Um, David's right about service in that team. We're going to have lots of service at the Euros, aren't we? Because midfield is good. I think overall, I don't think goals are going to be a problem really for us. Um, I think we will actually score. What did we score at the last Euros? One. I think we'll score quite a few. I think goals will be fine. We'll also so, have goals, I think, from not just striking positions. The one thing you would say is at the Euros, it's likely that you're not getting many opportunities. So if you're not getting many opportunities, you want the goal scorer on the pitch, then that's your goal scorer. Um. Charlie, what's your thoughts on Aaron's question about Boyan or Lawrence? I think Shanklin's better, but I agree that I think Shanklin's got one more move in him career-wise. I think he's either going to go to Rangers or down south, but I think Miofsky's got time on his side. I think I don't know how much younger than Shanklin he is, but I think he'll go on to have the better career. But at this moment in time, I think Shanklin's better. Fair enough, right. So the draw itself, as we um, said earlier, took place after the LJ Hearts game. So, I mean, the box office die is Aberdeen v Kilmarnock, isn't it? The McInnes Derby. Good question. So, Laurie, this is where you come out fighting, because you have said, did you say earlier, a good chance of getting to Hamden? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought you did have a good oh. chance of getting to Hamden before the draw. Well, this may be the shortest ever rain as a regular we've ever had in the podcast. He's, no way he's going to last a few episodes. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, you've won it, Pitodre, already. Yeah, but I mean, we've, we've, we've won it. Well, this might just be motivation for Aberdeen. We've, we've, we've won it, Pitodre. We've, we've beat Easy Rugby Park. Well, hopefully, we're going to beat Easy Rugby Park again before. Before this quarter final. Yeah, I think that's I like that we play your week on Saturday. It's a little bit of a warm up. Yeah, I mean I I'm not someone who who really likes that. I mean I I Oh, I don't never... like playing people twenty five times a season. I mean that's nonsense. No. And I mean but I I'd have... rather get the league one out of the way, see where we're at. Yeah. I mean I have um have memories. I think it was I think it was just before the pandemic hit where where it felt like all we did was was, was play you guys and and normally that um, four three. Yeah, that before that they four, three, up players, And yeah. then there was a then I think I think maybe just before the pandemic it was it was it a two all draw 
where I think Kelly might have been too up cruising and then then Aberdeen bring it back. But but anyway, beside the point, I think, you know, it's having to play Aberdeen so often and so, you know, close together. For both sides a bit of a pain. But if, but if anything, it probably it probably helps probably helps Aberdeen more than it more than it helps us at this point. And, you know Aberdeen, well the They've, they've not been great, but they, but with all the investment that's been in your team, it shouldn't they shouldn't be where they are. And they're still a team that I very much respect. I remember kind of being quite, you know, surprised at how poor Aberdeen were when they played at Rugby Park um, a few months ago. And then I was even more surprised when we, when we won at Petaudry because winning at Petaudry is just something that we never do. We've done it like, I think it's maybe more. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Which, um, which by Kelly standards isn't bad. But the last season, when it took us to April to do that, I mean, it's almost like Derek McInnes looked in his crystal ball when he goes right. We're going to get uh, Aberdeen in the cup later on, so we'll sign Kevin Van Veen because he loves a goal against Aberdeen. We've already got Matthew Kennedy and Marley Watkins, so that gives you the ex player. Then we'll thought, oh, we'll get Greg Stewart in the mix. Because he had a torrid time at Aberdeen and he'll probably score the winner or something like that. I Honestly, it's like all my nightmares come back to haunt me that day. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm happy enough. I worked, I would have I liked I wanted a home tie, and if we were going away, I wanted not Celtic Park or Ibrox, uh, probably not Kill either. We were two weeks before. Morton, I wouldn't have minded, but then it's quite far away, isn't it? Well, you you stay in Edinburgh, so it's not really far away from you. It's further than like Wraith. Trying to think of it. Hibs, further than Hibs or Hearts. Didn't want to go to Tynecastle. Obviously, further than Hibs and Hearts. Bloody hell, you stay in the bloody city. <laughs> um, didn't want to go to Tynecastle because we know what happens at Tynecastle. Um, I would have taken the Hibs Easter Road. No, I'm happy with the home draw. Ed, I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. Right, okay. We're going to have to start winning games sometime. I think it's going to be Wednesday it's going to start and then we're just not going to stop. We're going right. on an unbeaten run. Right, okay. Um, so, Dave, we've heard from Laurie in the blue corner. We've had a wee bit of the red corner from Aaron. What do you think? Yeah, so she made, oh. she made the path. She made the perfect point at the right time. I think Wednesday could start something. Above uh, all, uh, great opportunity to really kickstart our season again. Uh, we've obviously got St. Johnston a week of Wednesday. So, this pays me to say it. We've got Saturday again, Aaron, sorry. Hibs at home. We've played the top three three times, and our now current run is in still teams that are above us. But got Motherwell, Hibs, Hilly, St Johnston, St Johnston, and St Mirren before the cup. So that's a great opportunity, George. Guys, to get 12 points out of 12 and get some much needed momentum ahead of that cup game uh, against Kelly, which is just after my birthday, in fact. So, hopefully, I birthday treat for myself. But no, uh, I'm great it's at home. Uh, Kelly will be fancying their chances to get to hand but uh, I'd prefer to have a little bit at home. That's exactly what we've got. Okay. Charlie, over to you. Hibs versus Rangers. You're at home. <laughs> I think that's the only positive I can take from it. I think that's the one team I wanted to avoid, to be honest. I was going to say, is that the one you didn't want? Uh, well, I didn't want Rangers or Hearts. Um, and we got one of them, so 
the only positive we're at home I think hopefully we can take comfort from the 2016 final and go and do similar but uh, it's going to be a hard ask to beat Rangers because they seem to be just winning games and that's it really just now so I'm nervous for it as I'm every game against them but I think this is uh, this could make or break our season to be honest with you yeah um in terms of the other ties, so Morton have been rewarded with a home tie against Hearts. Now, BBC won Scotland yesterday. Obviously, the people that are on it, very dismissive about Morton's chances against Hearts. So hopefully um, that comes back to bite them. Because I think Morton obviously shown they can beat Motherwell. They're in a fantastic run just now. OK, we've still got maybe a month before the ties that we played, but I wouldn't write off Morton. Um, and then Celtic versus Livingston Celtic at home tie never know you never know there but you'll see what happens with that um, well, right. Partick shot the bed by the way I think it's important to mention that for the for the benefit of Mr Vincent Ferguson I, I don't think Vinny was, was too pleased I wasn't very pleased either to be fair because they were 2-1 up I had 2-1 in the predictor and then a late goal uh, to make it 2 all. so that that shafted me. So I, I thought was... Partick would get through. I thought the BBC were mean about Morton. They're horrible, but also weekend as well. So. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Morton beat Hearts. It's not like wouldn't be the biggest upset in the world. Morton aren't bad. Um, and I think for the scheduling, all of them are on telly, aren't they? And I think we know where Via Play will be off to. Aye, we know exactly how it all works. So I think it could be a Friday night, Monday night. That's what they did last time. BBC did a Friday night, Monday night. Yes. We can't be Monday, so we'd have to be Friday. Or I reckon it'll be Saturday at half 12 because no one's going to bother looking at a map and seeing how Killy fans could possibly get there for half 12. That's exactly what will happen. I was going to say, there will be there will be no way that Killy fans will be will be happy with whatever it kicks off. And I'm, and I'm happy enough to say that. I'm not saying it to annoy anybody in our fan base. Just there's, there's no right time to do it because obviously, you know, Friday or Monday, you're... You're, you're stuck with, like, I don't know, a quarter take kickoff or whatever. Or, we play Dundee whatever. on the Wednesday and they can't shift that, so we'll, we'll, we can't be Monday night. Yeah. So, so, so it'll be, what, Friday night, Saturday lunchtime. Could 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 a Saturday, like, half five or something be possible? Yes, yeah, so you can't have, you're either going to have to have, you could have a Friday night and then... I think Morton Hearts on a Monday night. Saturday can't be three o'clock. You're looking at lunchtime at half five. Can't yeah. see them putting Rangers hips on Saturday at half five. We'll be Sunday at four o'clock. I think so. And I think Morton, Morton Hearts Friday. Morton Hearts will be the Friday early kickoff Aberdeen. And we'll be half twelve Saturday. I think so. Yeah. Celtic will get the five o'clock, and then we'll get some stupid o'clock on the Sunday night. Think so. So good. Good luck to all the Kerry fans. That you know. Uh, or we might end up with a Friday night and they'll put one on the Monday and that would be Morton Hearts, I suppose. BBC put a Friday Monday on last time, so the rugby's on as well. Oh, yeah, that, that, and the BBC that, that will show. BBC will show. I think, the, yeah, um, is that a weekend off? No, that'll be, the, yeah, so I think there's if there's rugby on, the BBC will show two on the Saturday, so that puts the BBC scheduling out then, so I think it might be Friday Monday. It will be Friday night. Sorry. 
Right, okay. Um, so, managerial appointment, Neil Warnock at Aberdeen. Um, thoughts from the neutrals, first of all. So, Charlie and Laurie, what did you think uh, when you seen that Neil Warnock was appointed on an interim basis at Aberdeen? Absolute box office. <laughs> I was hoping, I was hoping uh, he would have managed in Scotland long before now, but I... I think he's the right man to take over Aberdeen on an interim. I think, I don't know, he might he might do really well and get the job on a permanent, I think. Um, but I, is, I think it adds a bit of prime cinch back to the league. So I think uh, he'll do I think he'll do some good interviews and you'll have Aberdeen fighting because it's not been a great season by any account. Other than maybe the cup final, but obviously the wrong result, but... I think it's been a, a disappointing season for those of an Aberdeen persuasion so far. So hopefully Warnock can steady the ship a wee bit. Okay. Laurie, put yourself in a position. Kilmarnock sack McInnes just now because Kilmarnock were doing poor and Neil Warnock came in. Would you be pleased? Yeah, because it, because it's, it's entertainment value. You say box office, you know, peak cinch, whatever. He is it's going to be brilliant to have, you know, around, you know, Scottish football. I mean, how long is it going to take for for Neil Warnock to go absolutely crazy about like a VR decision or something? It's it's going to come with this, there's going to be this moment where, where it will basically be kind of memeable forever, you know, of Neil Warnock, you know, saying something or doing something. Aye, don't, don't do that then. Apparently, he wasn't happy last Wednesday because uh, sorry, last week against Rangers when no one showed him the, the handball incident because he said he'd have gone ragey um, if he'd seen it straight after the game. So he wasn't happy at that. Um, he wanted to get tore in. But I also, on the flip side, did hear reports that Neil Warnock got a tour of Irates. Um, so that's not so good. Um, Dave, what was your thoughts on the appointment? Yeah, box office, as Charlie's alluded to there. Um, absolutely brilliant. He's shown a real character that we all renowned him to be on, on the touchline. His best conferences have been very, very good. He's He's got some very good memories to reminisce with, with, with ourselves and just absolutely excellent. So, uh, plays overall and uh, a really good short-term appointment regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season. Short-term or short-sighted? I think short sight in terms of the football monitoring board, that's what we like to call them, but I think in terms of the football monitoring board, his last chance to win, as far as the Aberdeen board's concerned, short term, uh, if, if he goes and gives Aberdeen the Scottish Cup, despite finishing eighth, I think he would be glorified as the Messiah amongst some Aberdeen fans if he was to go and do that. Um, in terms of short sighted, it's the last chance to win for the Aberdeen board, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's gone on record as saying that the cup is the goal because he's never won a cup or a major cup in his career. Um, Aaron, your thoughts on the appointment? Love it. Brilliant. I think <laughs> there is the element of like, oh, it's box office, it's hilarious, it's a great laugh. And I get that's not what's important. I was trying to explain to one of my friends, she was like, her boyfriend's a Celtic, husband actually now, he's a Celtic fan. And I'd said, oh, ask him what he thinks. And she was like, I'm really confused. She said, why would you want your manager to be a great laugh? And I was like, right, but to explain, it's not a great laugh the way it would be if someone appointed Mark McGee. 
and we would all have had a great laugh. He's actually brilliant. He has proper box office, but he's also genuinely one of the best managers probably kicking about still. Record for promotions in England, good. The players will respect him, and I think that's what we've been missing. I think he's not going to make many pals, um, but I think he will be very good. He's going to nip down to Cadona's, take them all the weekend with bowling, time of their lives. Does everyone know that story, by the way? It's funny how the, the characteristic side of it comes into, into play here because although that, um, I was going to call my liver word on, on here, but, but I've got, I'm in the public domain here, but that guy up in the Highlands, uh, that we, I don't even want to call his name, now, was he going to be a popular appointment? Not by any stretch of imagination. And boy, has that ended horrendously. And the one before it, he wasn't much better, was he? So, no, I think it is sensible. He's genuinely a really good manager. He's It's a good laugh. It's also different to what we've had. There'll be a bit of money spent. I think it is... Everyone was fed up. And then everyone was buzzing. And also, to be fair, Tuesday he'd barely been there two minutes. A 2-1 at Ibrox is not the worst thing you'll ever see. And could have been... Probably could have been a draw. Saturday was fine, no dramas. Professional through, done. The next few will be interesting because they'll have been there a week and a bit. He'll have seen the team. Um, that's more of a test, I suppose. But we've got a squad that should easily be winning those games and he should be coming in and getting them sorted. We have. I don't think you're entitled to wins, but I do think we've got... I mean, look at like the cost of our squad. That Dundee game, I think our squad's worth five times Dundee's. You wouldn't have known. So we've got good players. I think he will... No nonsense... Yeah, I think it'll be good. Right, okay. Right, Valentine's Day on Wednesday. So, Laurie, what is the one thing that you love most about Kowarik Football Club? Well, I, I could give plenty, but if we stick to one, and uh, this is probably quite relevant as, you know, it probably links quite well to a previous podcast that's on here and indeed an announcement that the club put out today as we record this. And um, so... The one thing that I tell about Kelly the most is is how I mean probably says about all our clubs is how in touch we are with our community. I mean we can all say about our clubs, but Kelly, you know, have many initiatives and actually show it. There's stuff, there's stuff you can see that's that's benefiting people, and and that's what I love about Kelly. The community initiatives are fantastic. Yeah, okay, Dave, what's the thing that you love most about Aberdeen Football Club? Tradition, uh, just petardry, just in terms of how traditional it is. It's got an old school vibe about it. It's got that traditional feel about it. Whenever you go to petardry, it feels like you're going back 20 years, uh, just in terms of how everything's modern now. And, yeah, you get that old school banter with the crowd. And subsequently, just being at that a ground, that, let's be honest, a Saturday's day, if we're going to be brutally honest about what's dead, Dennis Parker's with Dundee. Um, yeah, that's what I enjoy really much about uh, what, what we have at Aberdeen. Right, okay. Charlie, what's the thing you love most about Hibs? I'm going to piggyback off Laurie a wee bit. Um, the thing I love most about Hibs, and it's something that's um, been a bit more and more prominent over the past couple of years, is just like how I like how in touch with our community we are at Christmas. We, the first team players and the women's first team players like our seven meals to the less fortunate 
Uh, we've got men's mental health groups going on at Easter Road. Um, just other community things like we've got a food bank. Um, ah, just so many community things that as I've really bought in the past couple of years to the, the community. Um, I think that was lacking in previous regimes. So it's nice to see us really embracing our community and trying to help. Right, okay. Erin, now remember I have said one thing because you like to usually give me about four answers. So one mm-hmm. thing. Have you heard of a guy called Boyamowski? Yes. There you go. Okay. See, I was quite surprised. I was expecting to be Angus. Um, so you've, you've switched your love. You know what? Angus McDonald's been fine in recent games. He didn't put a foot wrong on um, Tuesday at Ibrox. Sat on the bench like a good boy. No, Boyan, brilliant, love him. Right, okay. So, recently we have done a couple of drafts. We are going to do another one. I'm stressed about this. Dave's Dave's prepared a lot. I've done some, but what have you done today, Dave? Just this. Uh, Well, I did it during lunchtime, yes. Oh, no. Right, okay. So, Mr. Brownlow, unfortunately, messaged me at the wrong time because I'll have the paper and pen ready to go. Mm. Right. Okay. So, I who should we go first? Should we let ladies go first? Yes. Right. Okay. So, the draft for those that do not know how it works. You can pick any player from the era that you have supported Aberdeen, okay? What we'll try and do with the two years, we'll try and get a year and go by whoever supported Aberdeen from the earliest, right? And that gives more scope. So, if Aaron picks Leon Mike, Dave cannot pick Leon Mike, okay? You may pick whatever position, right? But obviously your team has got to end up in some kind of formation, okay? That was so, my question. Do you, Is formation, are you relatively vague on formation? You, you need to try and get formation on the goal, but you don't need to pick a goalkeeper first. You can pick a striker first. Dave could then pick a right back. A tip for both of you, right? And I told this to the people last week. See if, for example, Dave picks a goalkeeper. Erin, you don't pick a goalkeeper at that point because... Well, yeah, because he can't pick another one. Yeah. It's a waste, right? Okay. So that's... I heard the killer one, but it is quite stressful because you've got in your head your... Like, even if you have backups... Just annoying, yeah, but I'm, I feel okay. Right, okay. So, Aaron versus Dave. So, it's like American football, you know, you get a big draft, you get oh, all yeah. the So, all the Aberdeen players. So, Dave, when did you start as boy in Aberdeen? Uh, well, as you've went for formation, Sean, I'm going to go for Joe Lewis to start things no, no, off. No, no, uh, no. Very good goalkeeper, no. obviously, Dave, played a huge part. Dave, Dave. Dave. I said, when did you start supporting Aberdeen? Oh, pardon me, pardon me. I jumped ahead here. I'm getting too excited with this. Um, sorry, I misunderstood the question there. Um, 2004. I was born in 1995, but uh, I followed the Water League when I was younger, so uh, I wasn't really a proper Aberdeen fan as such till 2004, 2005 as such. What was you, Aaron? 1995. What's that? 1995. 1995. What is your 2 1 loss to Hibs, Stephen Glass scored. Right, okay, right. Well, they I know I'm older than you all think. I got ID'd in Albi today. The guy was adamant. He was like, no. And I didn't. So, yeah. Lovely. 
Right, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and forget that Dave named a player, right? Erin, who, so... I'm okay with that, that's fine, but I am pick. going first. I'll be having a 4-4-2 formation, and my first player will be striker Bojan Majowski. Oh, right. So, but, I mean, basically that's saying that Majowski is the best player that you've seen in your lifetime. Um, Dave, who is your I think your he probably ends up will be, yeah. Dave, who's your first pick? Yeah, sticking with Joe Lewis, uh, goalkeeper's union, uh, really good goalie for Aberdeen, arguably the best goalie Aberdeen's had in the last 25 years. Uh, Lanfield was decent enough, but uh, nowhere near the level of Joe Lewis. If I'm being honest, Joe Lewis probably could have had a, 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 a better team than Aberdeen. When I say better, I mean a team in England, maybe in the Premier League and the Championship in England, but yeah, Joe Lewis to, to, to start things off with myself personally. Right, okay. Give it nice and easy. So who is pick number three? In the draft, Erin? So, I've got one very quick question. Um, loan players, they're all fine, yeah? What's that? Loan players who were just there on like loan six months, that's all fine, yeah? I mean, it's pro- I mean, I, I certainly picked some loan players when I did it. So... I know this, but I know John was going to do that face when I asked. Aye. You can't. Technically, they're an Aberdeen player. They have played for Aberdeen. Yeah, you can have it. James Madison, thank you. Yeah, I knew it was going to be him. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Dave, who has picked number four? Defender, Michael Hector. You might go, I can understand if you maybe disagree, but Michael Hector, I felt had a bit bigger pressure on Aberdeen when he came on loan. Uh, was it exactly a Player that played 100, 200 appearances or, or, or so forth, but a player that gave a lot to the Aberdeen team, so I'm going to go for Michael Hector. Right, okay, okay. Erin, who are you going? Pick number five. I've got another midfielder. I'm doing a 4 4 2. And it is Lewis Ferguson. I thought he'd be in there. No surprise. He's also going to wear my armband. Oh, nice. Is that what's your armband look like? Um, beautiful, sparkly, glittery red captain. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Dave, who is pick number six in the draft? Yeah, I've got a wee smell on the face of this one because uh, he's a he's an artist, a guy I speak to a lot. Uh, not a lot, but I speak to him quite regularly. I spoke to him recently when he was speaking about the URBD manager, uh, Zander David. I uh, loved watching Zander David when I was growing up. Big defender. Uh, scored scored goals for fun when when the opportunity arose, and he scored a few big ones in Europe as well. So Xander Raymond for me. Right, okay, I wasn't expecting that one. Um, right, okay, Erin, who is pick number seven in the draft? Um, we're going defence now. Russell Anderson, please. Russell, I mean, how it's staggering that Russell Anderson has been so low in the draft. But right, okay, Dave, who's up next for you? Continuing defensively, uh, Carney Anderson. Uh, absolutely loved Carney Anderson. Uh, scored a few goals at Ibrox. Uh, scored a very good goal at Tannadice, if you remember. Twin the game on New Year's Day for Aberdeen 2 1. And just had a real cult hero uh, for, for Aberdeen. Right, okay. Have you got a fight in your formation? I know Erin said she was 4 4 2, but. Um, you yeah, just to clarify, pardon me, John, I'm, I'm 4 4 2 as well. 4 4 2. So who's your right back out at A3? Is it? You pick an artist in the back or a midfielder? Uh, we'll, we'll put him in defence. It's part of what I should have said. Was Hector your right back then? So, sorry, what's that? 
Hector, you're right back. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Right, okay. Pack number nine, Erin. Um, I will give you my right back as well now, then, for ease. Remember what I said, told you. Remember what I said to you. Oh, yeah, that is true. But no, Shea Logan. Okay, Shea Logan is in there. If we're doing a proper formation, then we've both picked a right back, so it doesn't matter. Shea Logan's in there. Aye, but you didn't need to pick a right back because David picked his right back. Right, Dave, who's your pick? Who's your next pick? He wasn't really on left back. He, like, uh, he, he, left back. He wasn't on left back. But if you don't mind, I'm going to put him in because I'm suffocating for choice. Uh, I'm going to put Ryan Hedges. Ryan Hedges at left back, are you saying? We've had some yeah, injuries. It's a bad. It's a bad time, obviously, for Dave's team. Right, okay. Fair. Well, maybe, maybe we're going to see some right, right attacking. See, Dave is giving us some attacking dons here. He's getting hedges at left, left back. That's fine. That's no worries. Right. Is Shea Logan's going to go up the wing and score? Don't worry. Oh, I mean, I'm looking at this so far, and there's only two players from the last time that Aberdeen won a trophy. That's. Not the point. So, Spoiler, Barry Robson doesn't make my team. Well, who, who is the next pick in your team? It's a midfielder. Um, it is an old guy you all might have heard of called Ian Jess. Okay. Again, quite surprised that he's been picked so late on. Dave, who is your next pick? John, I'm going to... John, I'm going to break your curse here. I'm going to go for a player that has won the cup for Aberdeen, and that was indeed that. Uh, Sorry, you cut up a wee bit there. Ten years ago, Peter Paul and baby. Who, who was your pick? I'm saying I'm going to go for and repeat uh, avoid your curse from ten years ago, and I'm going to go for a player. That won the cup ten years ago. Who are you going for? It was Pizza Paul, baby. Pizza Paul, baby. Pizza Paul, oh. Pizza Hopefully, that will be the last time that we hear you singing on the podcast. <laughs> unless, unless we win the Scottish Cup, and then you can sing as much as you want. Um, Aaron, who is your next pick? Um, my left back is Loney. Loan, loan, we loaned him. Max Lowe. Max Lowe, right. Okay. Um, Dave, who is up next in this Aberdeen team? I never... I think he won the cup. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Willowflood. Right, Willow, Willow Flood. okay. Right. Erin, who is your next pick? Uh, definitely won the cup. Uh, literally won us the cup. Adam Rooney. Are you okay? I'm doing a, right, just a quick uh, intermission with this one. Laurie and Charlie, without naming names, is there some names that you're surprised haven't even picked yet? Um, Anthony Stewart. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't finished my defence. <laughs> quite nailed on, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Laura, Actually, Erin, you... you're probably going to pick him, so I'll act. I'll, uh, you I'll, know, you know, yeah. 
Aye, okay, so he is getting picked. Right, I mean, the staggering thing is I thought he'd be number one pick, but I reckon Dave's been kind. He knew fine well that they're getting picked, so I went, no. I had to get Boyan in first in case Dave stuck him in. I was always leading with Boyan, and I was always demanding that I go first. Right, Dave, uh, who is your pick number eight? I feel you're just doing this by formation, roughly, but who's your who's your next pick? I am indeed tactical Braden here, John. Uh, my central midfielder is uh, I'm going for it primarily for this first spell, uh, more than anything else. Go for Graham Shinnan. Uh, I thought he was excellent okay. in this first spell at the Dons, and I'm going to go for him just for that. I mean, your strategy might be risky if you end up missing out on certain players, right? But we'll see. Aaron, who is your next pick? So you've got a goalkeeper left, a centre-back and a midfielder. Yeah, I'm going to go to centre-back, who I think is the player that they're all expecting me to pick. Mr Aberdeen himself, Andy Considine. As I say, shocked and amazed that he's so low in your draft. Um, expecting me to be very high. He's trying to trying to play it well. Yeah, there he is. Other than Boyan and Fergie, I've not been too worried about getting others in. Um, right, Dave, who is your next pick? He's not a left midfielder, but I've got to put him in. Uh, no, <laughs> I need to change that because something has just came out of my head and I cannot put him in because I'll get absolutely one bastard of Aberdeen fans. I'm not going to mention his name, so I'm going to change it. Jamie Smith. Not be right. is it, uh, if it's Ryan Jack, you can keep him out of there. No, no, it wasn't even him. Uh, it was another guy. Um, if I mention Cup Final, you'll understand what I'm all about. Uh, so anyway, Jamie Smith, uh, he's coming in here. He's going in here for uh, his FC Copenhagen performance in 2007 because he was absolutely excellent. Uh, but also, the whole European campaign, uh, as far as 2007 was concerned, was excellent as far as uh, Jamie Smith's concerned. So he's... Uh, Okay, so he's your pick, right? Aaron, uh, you've got your goalkeeper, you've got a midfielder. Who's going in? I'm going to go with my midfielder. Um, once a dawn, always a dawn, Kenny McLean. McLean, right. Okay. Um, and annoyingly, my goalkeeper had been stolen, but I've got a backup, he'll do. Got a backup. Yeah. Um, Dave, who is your second last pick for this team? Well, I want the two strikers, John. Uh, my two strikers are, I'm going to go for Darren Barkey to start things off. Uh, I know Darren Barkey didn't have the best goal-scoring goal reputation when he was at Aberdeen, but uh, I think for, for, for Darren Barkey, scored that famous goal, the replay on that, Scott would be up there for, for Aberdeen fans. And uh, a very nice guy as well, because I interviewed him at the start of the season. So Darren Barkey, my first striker. Right, okay. And Erin, who is your goalkeeper? Jim Leighton. What's that? Jim Leighton now, please. I mean, you're getting him out of push. Wait a minute, Jim Leighton. Yeah, we're still playing for a few years when I was watching. I'm, I'm allowed Jim Leighton, thank you. Right, okay. He must have stopped in about what? Yeah, no, he did, he did. Right. I must be about 10 Maybe his second spell wasn't quite as good as his first spell, but okay, Jim Leighton, right. Dave, who is your last pick, striker? Good question. Uh, I'm going to go for, yeah, Torn, but I'm going to go for Lee Miller to round things off. 
the Mackey and Miller relationship up front uh, will cause absolute havoc to teams. So that's the end of my team. Right, okay. So uh, I'm going to read out the teams, right? So Aaron has picked Jim Layton, Shea Logan, Russell Anderson, Andy Considine, Matt Slow, Kenny McLean, Lewis Ferguson, James Madison, Ian Jess, Adam Rooney, Boyan Majowski. Dave has picked Joe Lewis, Carrie Anderson, Michael Hector, Xander Diamond, Ryan Hedges, Peter Pollitt, Willow Flood, Graham Shinney, Jim, Jimmy Smith, Darren Mackey, Lee Miller. I cannot believe that neither of you have picked Niall McGinn or Johnny Hayes. So you thought I had both, didn't you? You were expecting me well, to have both of them. I, I they thought, were on my backup list. Between, and... I thought between the two of you. Um, I couldn't put in one without the other, so they were both on my backup list. Also on that list was Scott McKenna. Um, yeah, I, it was actually, do you know what? It wasn't too bad to go through and pick. Problem is, is if someone you really want is taken, it's quite, Joe Lewis was obviously going in for me, I love him. Aye. Dave, I feel your strategy was to go by position, which was all right, but I would advise you next time, you go for your marquee players first, get them in early, whatever position they are. That's what Aaron did. I'm scratching my head over Scott McKenna because I totally forgot. Don't worry, don't worry. It's mad that you didn't make it into mine, really, but it is difficult when you go through and you think about all the players you've seen who are really good. Sorry. Um, right, okay. So, I mean, I hate to be cruel here, but we need to put this to a vote. Laurie, who has the better team? Okay, I'm just going to say a name, and I'm just going to say Aaron's got a better team. Right, okay. Charlie? Um, hard. Both good teams. I'm going to put it to a decide and vote for you, John, so I'm going to go Dave's team. Oh, all right, okay, right. I mean, the, the team I would want to watch out of that too, that's entertaining, loads of goals, solid at the back, is Aaron's team. Uh, Aaron, I. There's some sexy football getting played with that team. Sorry, Dave. Right, so we've got a bit of extra time, right? So we're doing double draft, right? We are going for, this is something a bit different though, right? And this is also quite good. So we have Charlie and Laurie making their debuts on the podcast. So we are doing not just one team, but two teams, okay? So it's a combined LA Hibs a draft, okay? So read this work will be slightly different, okay? Because I don't want Charlie just picking all his players, and I don't want Lori <laughs> just commanding players. So you have got to have a minimum of four players from the opposition. Now there'll be some players that have played for you both, right? But we'll give you a, we'll give you the opportunity to call the player your own if you want. So. Laurie and Charlie, now I know in terms of ages you're maybe slightly different. Laurie, remind me, when did you start sporting Kelly again? Yeah, so I started going to games in 2012. I started at 12-13 seasons, so there you go. Charlie, yourself, what Ibs? Uh, 2003. Okay, so it does even... You know, confirm that you just haven't heard of football, you're not just very young, because it's making me feel incredibly old tonight. No, I started going. I started going to Easter Road when I was four. No, maybe old, maybe older than that. I can't remember how old I was. I was born ninety seven. I got ID <laughs> Right, so I mean, I, I, I should be the only one that's really getting ID'd, but 
There you go. Right. right, I reckon in terms of first pack, I've got a, has anyone got a coin? Oh no, wait a minute, I've got a bottle top. No, well, that works. Right, I've got a bottle top, okay? okay. So I'll flip the bottle top. So, uh, Laurie, do you want to be the shiny side or the other side? I'll be the shiny side then. Shiny side, right. Charlie, that means you're obviously the other side. Cool, cool. Oh, right, shiny side, shiny side one, okay, so, okay. Wannick v Hibs draft, who is your number one pick? Okay, I'm, I'm going to put Alexia Romenko in straight away. Okay. Charlie? No, that's not for the goal at Tyne Castle, just the same. <laughs> uh, for me... Can I clarify? This is like I need seven Hibs players and four Kelly players. I mean, you could have more Kelly players than you wanted if you wanted, but aye, aye. That's fine. That's fine. I've done it right then. Hey, I'll take John McGinn. Right, okay. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but he played for Hibs. Did he play for Hibs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, I would to wish him a happy birthday. It's one of those special days of the year. I thought he was. Stephen played for us as well. Who fought the trifecta? I them, yeah. Uh, right, Laurie, who is your next pick? Remember as well, the two of you, you could be right sneaky and take each other's best picks. You could do that. Yeah, mate. Mm. Oh, that yeah, is I true. would prioritise and annoying the other one by taking yeah. the best tips players. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you Absolutely. might throw me off. I'm, I'm going to take one, and, and I don't know how he's, how this person is. Perceived amongst Hibs fans now. And I mean, he's not saying the world like he's amongst Kelly fans, and you'll get one in a minute, but I'm going to go for it. Scott Brown. Oh, ah, that was my <laughs> next pick. <laughs> that's a that's a aye, that's what I like, Laurie. Right in. <laughs> right in there, Charlie. Right. Aye, Scott Brown's uh, very thought of highly uh, amongst Hibs fans. Um, ah, there we go. Uh, well, I'm going to take someone next. Who has played for both Hibs and Kelly? So I'm getting my Kelly one out here, John. I'm making it clear. That's it, right? Okay. And my formation's four three three, and I'm going to take Dean Shields. Oh, right. Okay. I is he playing as? I think he's playing as part of your three. Ah, he's playing oh. front three. I've replaced him for someone that I think Laurie will take, so he's slotting in up front. And I like that how you that's tactical as well. So he's he's going as a Kelly pick. Right, I like it. I like it. Right, Laurie, yeah. who is your next pick? And and by the way, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go four four two if you want informations. Um, and going to put one of my strikers in. And this person's maybe a bit left field. And the, the again played for both Kelly and Hibs. I wanted to, they were a bit rubbish for Hibs, but it did well for Kelly. So I'm going to go for them. Paul Heffernan, one of the, one of the first players that I remember. So and in a Kelly shot. So there you go. Oh, yeah, I take it you're going tactical and putting him as your Hibs pick. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm calling him a Hibs pick, although he probably played for Kelly Mondes Hibs. <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, all right. Tactics all out. Right, Charlie, who is your third pick? Um, I'm going to take a centre back, Chris Iyer. He's, he's, he's been tactical as well with that one. I get him out of the way. Yeah. Right. I know you, Laurie, you, was it you that had him in? No, it was Martin that had him in your Cali team, wasn't it? 
Yeah, one of us certainly had Chris Iyer, and that and that's why when uh, when we're doing the Aberdeen one, I was like, yeah, you can have lone players because we <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> Uh, who are you going for your next pick? Um, so, wait a minute, just get my arithmetic right here. So, how how many have I done of each side? Uh, you've got when you've picked two Hibs players and one Cali player. Okay, so going to get going to get another Cali player in there. I'm going to get my other freight in there. Get Chris Boyd in. I'm going to say Hibs pick Heffernan. Right, okay. Um maybe not a lot of movement up front. Up no, front. not 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 a lot of movement, but we're certainly gonna, you know, if we can get if we can get service throws too, we're gonna get goals. Not a whole lot of movement though, no. Body should not need much movement because Eremenko just put it in folks' boots anyway, won't they? Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. Charlie, who are you going for your fourth pick? I'm gonna take as another Kelly one in centre mid Kyle McGuinness, played for both Hibs and Kelly. And I I cannot wait until he's hopefully back from his latest injury because he's actually a brilliant player when he's fit, great player, and I'm sure Charlie can can vote for that as well. Aye, very unfortunate the injuries are. Yeah. Okay. Who is pick number nine in the draft, Laurie? Okay. I'm I'm gonna get a get a goalkeeper in there and I'm sure I'm sure it was the same. Oh, I'm I'm actually tempted to. Do it. No, I'm gonna go with Kelly Pack. I'm gonna go with Kelly one. I'm gonna put Dan Baxman in as I did in the last uh, draft. I think I did have a second thought, but I'm gonna go with my gut. Right, Backman. Right, okay, that's fine. Um, who is pick number ten, Charlie? Um, I'm gonna go right back, and I'm gonna take the. Top final winner for us, David Gray. Okay, that's fine. Laurie, who's up next? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm needing to actually get defence together here, aren't I? So, let's try and think of someone. You know, actually, I have decent at the back. You know what? I'm going going to go for someone who's actually well, technically a curricular player. I'm going to get Stuart Finley in there. Yes, I well, he's obviously had a spell before as well as a fairman player, so yeah. aye, that's fine. Um, right, Charlie, that's for you. Aye, another forward player for me, Derek Ryder. Derek Ryder, aye. What could have been? Goals, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Laurie, who's your next pick? Um. I'm going to go for someone not particularly well liked by certain sets of Kelly fans now, but probably need a, a wee bit of pace in here. Jordan Jones, yeah, I'm on the wing. Jordan Jones, right. Okay. Right, Charlie. So just to uh, say so far, you've got three Kelly picks in there, so you only need one more. But who's your nuts um, pick in the draft overall? Uh, I'm going back to a Hibs player again. Uh, round off my midfield three and I'm going to have uh, Boozy. Oh, that's a good pick. Okay. Laurie? Yep, yeah, so... Two so, Hibs players so far. 
So, so, I, so I need another two hip flares then. But you can put them at any time, remember. I'm just, I was just going to be, I'll be somebody. Yeah, perfect. So, is, is, is maybe a controversial one, but I'm going to do it. Is uh, Martin Boyle allowed? Of course, Martin Boyle's allowed as a abs player, right? Yeah, get, get him in on the opposite wing. Get, get JJ in one wing and Martin Boyle in the other. Okay, right. That's good. That's the one I replaced Dean Shields for. So, I'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go left back now. I'll take David Murphy. David Murphy. Good pick, good pick. Went to bombing him, obviously. Aye, another one that could have been a lot better than it turned out to be with injuries. Right, okay. So, uh, Laurie, you have three players left to pick. Who's your next pick? Um, so I need need another centre back to to partner Stuart Dimley, so I'm going to take Paul Hanlon. I mean, good good servant to Hibs as well. So I mean, Kelly were Kelly were actually linked with him um, towards the end of the January window allegedly, but I don't think he would leave Hibs to be honest. Well, uh, if rumours if if rumours aren't to be believed, we've told him today he's not getting a new contract, so you might be in for him in the summer, Laurie. I don't know how I feel about that because I mean, no, no, no disrespect, Charlie, but how old is he? Oh, hang on now. Thirty-four. I don't, I don't really think I would, but I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not really making this sound critical, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past McKenneth. He does quite like, you know, an experienced, you know, head in there. Ah, I'm sure McKenneth was in for him when he was at Aberdeen as well. If memory serves me right. Or maybe it was a previous Aberdeen manager, but. I think there was talk at one point when Glass was there that he was maybe looking for some experience and maybe Hanlon mm. was quoted at one point. I don't know how close it got to happening. Um, Charlie, you've got three picks left. Uh, by my uh, reckoning, a goalkeeper, a centre-back and a striker. Aye. Uh, I'll get my last Kelly pick out of the way. I'll go for Christian Deutsch. Oh. <laughs> Someone who very much divided the opinion among Kelly fans, but uh, and Hibs fans. <laughs> yeah, but but to, towards the end of last season, I actually thought it looked quite good for us. And and at the start of at the start of this season, it was it was one of the few that looked remotely decent under Johnson. I thought, hi, one of about two. Say <laughs> okay, so that's Charlie got always uh, Kelly picks. Laurie, you've also got all your Hibs picks. Um, not that you can go more than four if you want, but who's your next pick? You've got a right back and a left back left, I think. Yep. So right back. Oh, I think you're a bit decent, decent fullbacks. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be a bit naughty and play someone out of position as well. Almost, I suppose, a little bit in, in far by day, but probably a bit more defensive. I'm. And this is a bit controversial and if if this person's listening you know, listen to Kelly content still and watch stuff and engage with fans, I, I'm I'm gonna be a bit evil when you have Manuel Pascali in it right back. And I'd probably I'd probably give him my armband. I mean this blue blue blue, white and sparkly doesn't quite work, but you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give Pascali his armband back. Right, okay. Uh Charlie, who is your second last pick? Hey, I'll take my goalie. I'll take the best Hibs goalkeeper I've seen in my lifetime. Off your Marciano. 
Luciano, ok. And Laurie, who is your final pick? And, and that final pick is to be a left back. So I'll go for Gary Hay, who, as we've discussed before, did play for Kelly in the same that I was watching, Justin No More. Justin No More, right, OK. Um, and Charlie, centre-back, last pick. My captain as well, Rob Jones. Rob Jones, captain, right, OK. So again, I'll read out the teams and then we'll see if there's any possible glaring omissions. So Laurie went for Daniel Batman, Manuel Pascali, Paul Hanlon, Stuart Finlay, Gary Hay, Jordan Jones, Scott Brown, Alexei Eremenko, Martin Boyle, Chris Boyd, Paul Heffernan, Charlie went for Rocky Marciano, David Gray, Christopher Ayer, Rob Jones, David Murphy, Will M. Bezerun, was it? Uh, something like that. I agree. Boozy was what he was called by us. <laughs> uh, John McGinn, Kyle McGinnis, Derek Riordan, Christian Doidge, Dean Shields. Now, Laurie, I I don't know whether it's maybe because he won the cup, but I neither of you picked Greg Taylor. Well, that, that, that's an interesting one. That, that is certainly a glaring omission. He wasn't yeah. getting in over David Murphy. And I wondered whether uh, O'Donnell might have got a shout in terms of what he did at Kilmarnock. I, w- I was thinking about O'Donnell, but he's one of these players, and I think it's a bit harsh. Among Kelly fans, he's one of these ones who, who isn't really that well liked. I don't know whether it's because of. I think he left Kelly thinking he would get a bigger move than Murrowell, and he's just one of these ones. He's kind of been lost in time almost, and he's probably now more well known for being in that video where, where Murrowell are begging for some cash. Yeah, and the other one maybe was Mullen Booth for his first spell at Kilmarnock. Yeah, he he, he um, did cross my mind, but I thought, well, I mean, to put it this way, I mean, if if you look at my team, it's very much you know not the not the quickest etc. So I don't know if Mullen Booth would have done too well there. I mean, having Mullen Booth and Aramenko, it's not too much work rate in there, is it? Aye, uh, how much point of view, Gary O'Connor? Aye, crossed my mind. Him and him and Ryder, I suppose it was probably a toss up between the two of them. Stephen Fletcher crossed my mind as well. Uh, maybe Kevin Thompson as well. Hips. Nah, nah, he's nowhere near that team. Nowhere, nowhere near. near it. For his comments alone, when he went to Rangers, he's nowhere near it. Right, okay. Um, so we need the votes in. Dave, who are you picking? Is it Laurie's team? I don't know if you guys agree or if you, I don't know if you guys were, were thinking about it, but Ian Murray. Ah, uh, Ian Murray did cross my mind, but you're not getting in over a cup winning captain. Um, who thinks it's a better team, Dave? Good question. Um, we'll go for Charlie's. Charlie's, oh, okay. Aaron, who are you picking out of the two teams? Oh, sorry. I would also probably say Charlie's. Thank. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to do this to you, Laurie, but I would go Charlie's as well. I like a picture, with the exception of probably uh, Dodge been in there. Like it's a team that would be right for Tony Mowbray to manage. <laughs> I would actually like to see both. I'd like to see both teams play each other. Yeah, but I think it, I think it would be would be interesting, and I think 
thing about yourself, John, that you know raised the point of like of how of how the kind of striking dynamics would actually work can it be applied to Charlie's team as well. I mean, obviously Heffernan and Boyd aren't exactly, you know, the most mobile strikers you'll ever come across. But then I don't I don't really expect, you know, it will rather than will be nowadays and, and Christian Doig isn't exactly either. So it would be it would be an interesting matchup. To be fair, I mean you've got leadership in your team of plenty with Hanlon, Hay, Pascale, Brown. You have plenty of leadership in there. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got the goal was, team uh, at this was, point. Was Finley mentioned? Uh, yeah, yes, he was. So that was quite good for our first uh, combined draft. That was and I did that was a light call as well, just because the podcast had been a bit Bit shorter than I'm I liked the draft. Right, okay. Um, I mean, it is likely to now become probably a regular feature, so we'll look out for future ones. It'll be Aberdeen versus somebody. I'm looking forward uh, to the Rangers Celtic one. I hope the one would be good. Yes, definitely. Um, Michael Stewart, captain. Oh, but, but for who? Well, but yeah. Um, so right, okay, aye. So good work, Laurie and Charlie, because as I say, it was a bit of a curveball late on. Um, right, okay, that is a wrap for the episode this evening. Laurie and Charlie, fantastic first appearance, appearance as a regular. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for having me as well. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Great good to have you back. Thank you. Thanks, guys. A good good draft all round. And uh, aye, let's hope there's a lot of love in Scottish football on Wednesday. Happy football. I think it's going to be brilliant. Right. Happy, happy football. Happy, football. Happy football indeed. And happy Valentine's Day for all lovers. And all. happy Pancake Day for all who celebrate tomorrow. Oh. Any other days we want to celebrate? Yeah. Uh, Pancake Day is nice. A mitzvah, or a wedding, or anything coming up. Wow. Angus yeah. and I, obviously. Um, no, Pancake mm-hmm. Day tomorrow, and then Valentine's yeah. Day on Wednesday. It's a great week all right. You enjoy your date with Angus the Bull on Wednesday. I know, <laughs> I wait. Hey.